Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the MMQB podcast. I'm Connor Orr and I've successfully gotten rid of Gary Grambling. My long-term power play has worked. He is no longer a member of the podcast. This is my show now and... Uh, What's that? Oh, shit. he's just sick today. Okay, never mind. Uh, here is uh, we're actually bringing in a guest host. I guess he's right over here around the corner. Just kidding. Hello, John Gonzalez from SI Weekly. What's going on? <laughs> that was that was an exceptional open. Uh, you are a professional <laughs> podcast host, and I think you killed it. And what I I also like that you are trying to kick out Gary because I recently guested on Open Floor. And have been doing a thing on Twitter that basically Rohan and Mike Pina are not the hosts of that show. That's my show. So in, addis- in addition to hosting Sports Illustrated Weekly, you can also hear me on Open Floor because we've gotten rid of them as well. So you should come on that show too. Yeah, yeah. And then it, when we'll just be the hosts of everything. Of everything. And then, uh, yeah, and, and that, that's kind of the ultimate ultimate goal here. You actually Gary, did. My lo- you came on Sports Illustrated Weekly. I'm going to plug – I'm just going to – this whole show now is just going to be a plug for Sports Illustrated Weekly, but you I came on this week's episode to do a story that was extremely dumb and extremely fun. 
<laughs> you talk to, to a Harvard scientist about what's wrong with college mascots, which is perfect for the Final Four this weekend because several of the mascots in the Final Four this weekend are completely and utterly broken, especially and in yes. including the Kansas Jayhawks. So I highly recommend people go and listen to Connor Orr's very dumb, very fun story on Sports <laughs> Illustrated Weekly. Yes. Uh, very, very excited about that, and especially for offending any uh, – any schools in the South where people get very passionate about mm -hmm. these sort of things. And um, Northwestern, your, your rival. And Northwestern. Yep. Yeah, a bunch of scumbags over there in Chicago. <laughs> um, so uh, are they in Chicago, outside Chicago? They're in Chicago. They're in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Scumbags nonetheless. But um, so this will be kind of a uh, interesting story. I mean, Bruce Arians retired, so we're taping this on Thursday on Wednesday night. So we're gonna get into um, we're gonna get into a little bit about his lasting coaching legacy. I want to talk to John about you know kind of where we see the state of coaches now. Uh, some kind of interesting reasoning that Bruce Arians gave for stepping down. Tom Brady now with Todd Bowles. But uh, I'll you know I'll start off everything good. You had uh, we we texted this morning. Mm -hmm. Your last minute fill in here for Gary you had your coffee everything's good I had my coffee as I said to you on Sports Illustrated Weekly uh, our team knows not to ping me before 10 a.m. local uh, but you did and so this is how much I love you because you've come on our podcast many times so I, I figured I would return the favor but yes the dogs have been walked uh, coffee has been consumed I'm ready to rock which by the way you mentioned that you just recently started drinking coffee is that right Caffeine. Yeah, in general. Uh, so I have in like, general, no caffeine before like recently. So I had one brief stint when my first daughter was born where I just dove head first into it. And mm -hmm. like I went from ne never having caffeine before to like I just bought a cold brew. And I would assume that's like that would be like going through life completely sober and then ripping a bunch of Coke at studio 54. Like I just felt completely <laughs> out. Of, like I just felt completely off my rocker mm -hmm. to the point where <laughs> I think I had to like call Jenny once. I was just like, I was just like, like I just had like a complete stress attack and uh -huh. I was like, I had this cup of cold brew and then I was like, everything I just wrote for the latest magazine is wrong. And I just decided that. And I, I called Jenny and I was like, Jenny, I need you to read this. I don't think any, I think it's all not okay. And she's like, everything's fine. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, no more coffee after that. But now I've learned my lesson. Uh, so we're going to kind of start from the ground and work our way up. We're doing like a couple bags of green tea. You know, and then we're going to kind of, we're going to work our way up. to All Studio things 54. in moderation. I love this journey for you though. Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing that like everybody else had a thing that they could drink so that they didn't feel like garbage in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I I, I kind of like got back into it and I was like, wow, so this is why this is why everybody else is in a dick in the morning. And I am. And, and now it's like it's coming full circle. So very this exciting. Is, this is great. Well, we'll uh, drink coffee together in the future. I'm looking forward to it. Very, very excited. So um, Bruce Arians uh, announced his retirement last mm -hmm. night. Uh, John, head coach of the Buccaneers, won that Super Bowl in 2020 with Tom Brady and walks away. Uh, I, I don't know, right? Um, I, I feel like it's talk radio-ish to frame it in this perspective, but like, do you view him as a guy who gets into the Hall of Fame at some point? What is Bruce Arians' legacy to you overall as a coach? First of all, I want to commend you on your very professional transition there from coffee to Bruce Arians. Seamless. Yes. Uh, I was, I don't know about Man. the legacy. I, I am, however, surprised because Tom Brady decides to return 
And my thought was, okay, we're going to get the band back together for one last run. And all of a sudden, Bruce Arians is out, which I did not expect, right? I mean, like, it just just seems strange that, you know, clearly Tom Brady must have had a conversation with Bruce Arians. So I guess he knew this was in the works and decided I'm coming back anyway. I didn't anticipate that. So this is what's really interesting. When I wrote last night, I just said that you cannot... Now that Tom Brady's been freed from New England, I don't think that you can overestimate his Machiavellian like House of Cards powers. Mm-hmm. Like after going 20 years with under the thumb of Bill Belichick, now he's out. I mean, he had gigantic say in personnel in Tampa Bay. You know, there were plenty of whispers about discord between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians uh, pre-retirement that, you know, they just quite didn't quite mesh, you know, um, as football intellectuals. And so the fact that he reportedly found out either the day he announced his comeback or the day after is interesting to me. I, I think you always, you know, you used to put an asterisk on things for the steroid era in the hall of fame. I think everything that you write about Tom Brady post 2020 has to come with one of those little like thinking emoji faces Mm -hmm. like, Hmm, you know, interesting, you know, you can't just say like, Oh, let's take all these statements at face value. Yeah. And, and you know what else I was thinking about too, I guess like Tom Brady is essentially Tom Brady's head coach, right? Once you leave the Patriots. And I like the way that you phrased that where you said he was uh, freed from New England, because I think that's exactly right. It was like a jailbreak and he finally got out of there. Like, you know, he dug the tunnel under the prison and and worked his way to freedom. But I guess ultimately he's his own guy. So you, you install whoever you're comfortable with. And in this case, it's Todd Bowles. And we're going to get into that. But ultimately with Tom Brady, Tom Brady is answering only to Tom Brady. Right. So Arians, it's interesting. I mean, you don't see a ton of, one-time Super Bowl-winning head coaches go to the Hall of Fame. I, I One of my favorite Bruce Arians artifacts is a book that he wrote during his break between the Cardinals and the Buccaneers called The QB Whisper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it's a very bold statement when the coaches that you're, the quarterbacks that you've worked with throughout your life are Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, uh, and Tom Brady. So... Yes. I mean, you are, in theory, a quarterback whisperer. All of those quarterbacks were already very good. It's like me calling myself the podcast whisperer and getting produced by Dan Bloom and uh, hosting with John Gonzalez. Sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talent around me that's making and, it better. And, but And listen to the podcast whisperer on this week's episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Yes. I mean, whispering all over the place. Yes. John's got three more plugs. Yeah. Left for mm-hmm. the, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I don't know, like when you view the landscape of NFL head coaches, are you like, are you, are you looking at it as like Arians is when he was active, like a top five guy would, did you view him as like up there with an Andy Reid and a Sean Payton? Uh, so I'm terrible at these kinds of things. Like when you're talking about legacy and whether or not he's going to be a hall of fame guy, uh, whether or not he was top five, I'm awful at these things. However, I will say you know, sure, if I were going to like make a list of guys that I would want to install as a head coach, Bruce Arians would probably be in the handful of people I'd come to before, you know, the rest of the league in general, especially with, say, like the NBA. And I think this is also true of the NFL. There are probably five guys at the top that are better than everybody else and five guys at the bottom who are worse than everybody else. And then there's just everybody else in the middle. Right. And I think Bruce Arians probably falls closer to that top group 
than the middle or the back end. Um, but you look at this Tampa Bay group and you go, oh, are they really going to lose that much without Bruce Arians? I don't think so. Yeah. We'll do when we're clipping this show. We'll mm-hmm. make sure to to we'll blog it. Gonzalez colon Arians greatest coach of all time. And then that way, just kind of <laughs> get everybody, Wonderful. get everybody in on that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, you know, I, I think what's what's interesting about Bruce Arians is that he did and we're going to get into kind of his lasting impact, which I think goes far beyond that. But one of the things that kind of came to me and I think is important is that 
he did touch off this little miniature explosion of I would say non-traditional coaching hires and not the kind that, you know, we've all been clamoring for just to make the NFL, uh, you know, equitable and, you know, in terms of diversity and, you know, have kind of a broad, diverse base of, of head coaches. But what he did do is he changed the sort of along with Rex Ryan in some in some sense, changed the I don't I don't know what you would call it, like the the expectation, the milieu of, you know, someone that you're bringing into these boardrooms, right? And, you know, he was foul-mouthed, he was unafraid, uh, he was old, far older than everybody else, uh, he was rocking the Kangol hat and the Crown Royal, and, yeah. you know, this was a guy that was very individual, and I do think his success, in a lot of ways, did slightly open the door so you don't just hire, like, buttoned-up uh, white coach du jour with, like, the same... What do you call the the haircut that everybody's got? I don't have hair, but what do you call? You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like tight on the sides, and it's got a little swoop. Like you know what I'm fade? talking about? Are, are you talking about a fade cut, or what are you talking about? Like I, if you were to take every every televised NFL insider and put them together and and kind of average out what they asked their barber for, it's that cut. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like every NFL coach more or less has that you know yeah that wouldn't be a fade because um most nfl coaches have more of like a traditional uh haircut but yes i I hear what you're saying and and you know what you're right about to the point about um who he hired that is to his credit right i mean like todd bowles and byron leftwich and bringing in coaches of color because there's not enough of that and we've certainly talked about it a lot we've talked about it on your show uh, there's not enough of that. Although I was kind of surprised, and I wonder if you were, that the that the hire was Todd Bowles and not Byron Leftwich, because the league now is have has this push that you have to have people of color hired into offensive coaching positions, right? And Byron Leftwich was just sitting there, and he's younger. And I like Todd Bowles. I got to know him a little bit when he was briefly the DC in Philadelphia a decade ago. He's from New Jersey. He went to Temple and wearing a Philly hat. I love Todd Bowles. But I thought maybe you'd go a little bit younger because I wanted the Eagles to hire either uh, Byron Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy, and instead they went with sentient yacht rock playlist Nick Sirianni. <laughs> and before we get hate mail, I want to say I love yacht rock, but I would have rather had one of the other two guys. It's funny that you, uh, that Gary and I have had a running bit about uh, Michael McDonald for the last like four weeks. So how perfect. Yeah, I just felt there. it uh, through osmosis. That that's what I was supposed to say. I've actually sang on this podcast. I've sang clips of taking it to the streets uh, every <laughs> week for the last four weeks. And I'm sure I'm not going to do it this week because I feel like our listeners are like, please, God, stop. We're going to um, need a little Hall and Oates later, I think. Ooh. Yeah. yeah that's Philadelphia's own. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. I do think Todd Bowles was always kind of his like top lieutenant. Um, and one of the interesting tidbits that I'd heard about Bulls, so, you know, I, I do a lot of our coach hiring stuff. I make our top coaches list and, you know, do a couple of them throughout the year, profile a lot of the soon-to-be head coaches. And I thought Todd Bowles was a lock to get a head coaching job. And one of the other uh, interesting things about Arians that he brought to the table was, you know, so I was asking people, why isn't Todd Bowles being talked about more? Why isn't Todd Bowles being talked about more? And the response I got was, he doesn't want to leave because Bruce Arians has him paid better than a lot of head coaches. So he'd have to take a pay cut. He'd have to leave Tampa Bay 
and uh, he would have to like stay at work until two o'clock in the morning. And I'm not knocking his work ethic, but I think one of the really cool things that Bruce Arians did as a head coach was normalize the fact that you could leave here at at eight thirty. You know, nothing productive happens from eight thirty until two o'clock in the morning. Sure. Uh, it, it's been such a norm in the coaching world to say like you have to leave like coffee stained and with the dark circles under your eyes and just miserable. But I think Arians is one of the first coaches to be like, there's such a diminishing return to this. And if you're just staying to show that you're a hard ass, there's apps like you're just screwing your family over. And then you become a worse coach in turn because you're mad that you're missing your kids, literally games and dance recitals and all that kind of stuff. And so um, they were like, yeah, Todd doesn't want to leave because this is a great place to live and to work. And so it's cool that he is now kind of assumed that role and can kind of continue that uh, sort of landscape that Bruce Arians has created. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think Todd Bowles is a perfectly fine pick. You know, I just expected maybe offensive side of the ball and also slightly younger. The one thing and everything that you outline there in terms of Todd Bowles not wanting to leave makes sense with one caveat that I'm going to press, push back on where you were like, oh, you know, and you'd have to leave Tampa. Like, I mean, I don't know. Leaving Tampa sounds okay to me. Like, <laughs> I don't think there are a You're lot also of pe- in Los people Angeles right clamoring now. to get into Tampa. They're like, ah, no, Tampa's full. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen the episodes of t- about Tampa and House Hunters? It's beautiful down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. You're in L.A. too, though. So yeah. you, like, you know, I spent like four days in the Super Bowl there, and mm-hmm. it was like the cleanest air that I've ever experienced in my life. That's a lie. totally totally mind-blowing well i mean you know i've never been to like montana i'm sure that's nice yeah like compared to new jersey california is like a filtered (laughs) you know it's like living inside of a bottle of dasani it's amazing tampa is the uh uh new jersey of the south it's oh you know like okay eh, we don't need tampa uh although i you know i don't want to say that because you know i have a lot of friends including you from new jersey so i like to tease my friends from New Jersey, from across the bridge, as we say. Yeah, and I and I'm an adopted son. I come from a much more bustling, sort of high high intellect metropolis, Scranton, Pennsylvania. So it's <laughs> yeah. a lot, you know, it's a lot different, uh, obviously. And we have to also watch. We have uh, we have big time. Uh, we have bosses from Tampa, so we have to kind of watch the uh, Tampa. Is that right? I, I was unaware of that. Well, Ryan, it's been fun working co- at sports. Co editor in chief, yeah, co editor in chief Ryan Hunt, sure. Tampa super yeah. fan. Uh, Should have known that. Yeah, all right, so we'll, we're gonna uh, cut all of this out then. Yeah, or yeah, Fantastic. or this is the last episode. Right. You know, either, either way, way. <laughs> either way, it was a fun run. <laughs> so, I I want to uh, so P- the story was co broken, which is an interesting thing, but by uh, former boss and MMQB uh, co founder Peter King mm-hmm. and Sam Farmer at the Los Angeles Times, and what Bruce Arian said when he retired was, I know that you know what if Tom Brady gets hurt next year and we go ten and eight or t- ten and seven. And they fire everybody. And then Todd's back in the candidate pool with everybody else. He's going to get a crappy job with a crappy quarterback and nothing good's going to come out of this. And I thought it was so, you know, that's the definition of being an ally, regardless of how Tom Brady went behind his back and disguised himself and hired an ex-FBI agent to push you out somehow. Uh, You know, all of that aside. The fact that you're thinking of Todd Bowles, you're thinking of the plight of head coaches of color in a very accurate and honest way, I thought was huge because I, I, I this is this I I'm, I went down the list of head coaches of color since 2000 and 
there's almost none that have gotten the chance to work with a legitimately good starting quarterback. You have Jim Caldwell, who worked with Matt Stafford, made the playoffs and then got pushed out. You have Mike Tomlin with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think you could probably put... um, Other than that, you know, Vance Joseph had Brock Osweiler and Trevor Simeon. Steve Wilkes had Josh Rosen. Todd Bowles' first go-around had Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, and Christian Hackenberg. Uh, So there's just this sort of disastrous trend where in order to get to work with a great quarterback, you have to be a quarterback whisperer. And in order to be a quarterback whisperer, you have to be in these insular fraternities of you know, high-end offensive thought. And in order to get in those, you have to be a white guy that's friends with the head coach who comes up with the idea, right? And so uh, to be able to pair Todd Bowles with Tom Brady, I think the optics, and I think Arians understands this, but I think the optics are exceptionally, tremendously huge here. Well, I, I mean, it's important, right? I mean, representation and opportunity are important. It's something that we have discussed on this podcast, and I'm not plugging my other one just to do it, but we've discussed <laughs> it on the other one too on Sports Illustrated Weekly because when the Brian Flores situation happened, it was a perfect example of you know, the opportunities that come to coaches of color or don't, right? Because generally, and you just did a great job outlining it, when you have coaches of color, black men, as head coaches, the opportunities afforded to them aren't generally great. They tend to be placeholder opportunities where it's a bad team that's on the come or on the rebuild. And by the time they get to a place where they might be functional or good or even something like resembling average, those black head coaches tend to get moved out and white guys get moved in. And then the guys who were black head coaches previously have a hard time finding a second job, right? And Mm -hmm. As we've just seen with the NFL addressing this situation, they don't tend to be on the offensive side of the ball. And that's something that the NFL is trying to change now, long overdue. But so what you're mentioning there is extremely important. And and that's another reason why I thought maybe it would be like when I heard, okay, Arians is retiring, I was going to go, I went, oh, well, I guess it's going to be Byron, right? Because this is a good opportunity for him. Again, I like Todd Bowles a lot. I think it's a great pick. Uh, I just thought perhaps this was an opportunity to go to the offensive side of the ball for all of the reasons that you just enumerated. Uh, But it's something that I think Bruce Arians, to his credit, has helped move the ball forward on, but there aren't nearly enough organizations doing the same and doing it in kind. Yeah. And so I actually pulled up the list that I was working off of last night. Lovey Smith was what Rex Grossman in that Super Bowl. Sure. His quarterback in the Super Bowl. Um, I think it was Rex Grossman. Um, uh, Tony Dungy had Peyton Manning. Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin had Ben Roethlisberger. Jim Caldwell had Matt Stafford. Uh, but then Romeo Cornell, uh, God knows who he had in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, all of them. It's it's just horrifying. Yeah, to just think back and 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 look at it. Herm Edwards uh, with the Jets uh, and the Chiefs. So Herm Edwards had Chad Pennington and Vinny Testaverde, and then with the Chiefs, who I had their moments. My... Now and then they, they had, had their, their moments. moments. Yeah, they had their moments with the Chiefs. I believe it was Brody Croyle from wow. Alabama. That's a pull. That's a deep pull. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie uh, Frazier, who had Christian Ponder, and wow. I believe that team was so bad at the quarterback position. That was the year that Adrian Peterson just ran for like nine thousand yards, and they snuck in as a wild card in the playoffs. And I think like Joe Webb had to start a game as a 
as like a quarterback was, but he was like a receiver hybrid at that point. So yeah, I mean, and and Brian Flores, who uh, you know, to a tongue of Iloa, and you know, they pushed him out in part because he maybe recognized that he wasn't a good quarterback, yeah, and uh, you know, and he wouldn't uh, wink and nod agree to sign Tom Brady on a yacht, and so here we are, which uh, you know, always wink and nod sign Tom Brady on a yacht. Like if you can I do mean, that, if you're ever offered that opportunity, I, yeah. if I, I would like to express my willingness to all 32 teams in the NFL, that if you put me on a yacht, I will wink and nod sign Tom Brady for I'll you. I'll agree to almost anything. Like, that. <laughs> like if they, if they, if they took you, John, and they walked you down to Marina Del Rey, which is the only place I know in, in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I used to have to stay there when I worked at NFL network. Yep. Uh, and I, they, there are boats there. So I can, I can, cross 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 reference that factually um and they were like you have to have tom brady on your podcast you, you know that's a no-brainer on right? a yacht yeah absolutely yacht. Yeah, yeah i would absolutely do that sign me up super devious <laughs> um so bruce arians walks away mm-hmm. having had um you know he said that uh, he had two full-time women on his coaching staff, one in a pipeline defensive coaching position, assistant uh, defensive line coach. He had the most coaches of color on his staff in the NFL and had the only staff, uh, I believe, uh, outside of the Lions last year um, where all of the top, basically, 10 stakeholders were coaches of color. Uh, Now that Todd Bowles has taken over for Bruce Arians, it brings the total to six coaches of color which is more than double i mean you know we had some lean years here recently um do you think that and again the number is not what we're looking for i've heard coaches uh say this over and over again right it's it's opportunity do you think that this does anything to repair some of the damage that has been done over the last two or three years no because yeah. it's not enough, right? I mean, like, it's right. one instance of one organization under one guy, Bruce Arians, who is taking, like, considerable measures and steps forward, which is great. Totally, as I've mentioned many times so far on this episode, to his credit, to the Bucks' credit. But look at the rest of the league, right? I mean, when you have a league where you have a Rooney rule that is ignored, basically, it's just for show, then... Like there's something wrong there, right? And when you have a league that has to institute a rule that you must have uh, people of color and women on the offensive side of the ball, like when you have to address that that explicitly, there's something broken. And until there are more teams willing to actually take steps forward in this direction, then we're going to keep having these conversations to address the fact that it is broken. And it has been for a very long time. And we've mentioned this, you know, I came on with you and Gary. I don't think that the people who put this system in place, right, the owners, are very interested in interrogating what's wrong with the system that they put in place, right? I mean, like, we we have no black owners in the NFL, like that right there is a glaring, glaring issue. That's a, like a, a 10 alarm fire. I don't know how many alarms you can have on fires because I'm not a fireman, but as many alarms as you can have, they've been going off in the NFL for a very long time and nobody's answering the bell. They don't seem interested yeah. in it. So, you know, until that's addressed, until there's until there's people in positions of power, you know, this is something I've had extensive conversations with black uh, assistant coaches about with black players about with black reporters about 
it's not just about those coaching positions. It's about positions of power, right? Like who's making the decisions at the executive level? What kind of general managers, presidents of organizations, and again, ownerships uh, positions are available to people of color? And so far, the answer is not many or none. Yeah. Um, are you an off? Are you a fan of The Office? Mm, absolutely. Yes. So I've been making this comparison to the NFL a lot uh, recently. Do you remember the episode where it's Pretzel Day, right? And everybody oh, goes love downstairs. Pretzel Day. Yeah, classic, right? So for those who haven't seen it, uh, it, they're in this very cramped office building, right? And once a year, um, a guy who makes soft pretzels comes into the office and makes them all in this little toaster oven one at a time <laughs> and tops them individually. And so basically productivity throughout the office park is just blown for the entire day because everybody is in this got off a long line waiting for their, uh, you know, uh, chocolate dipped hot pretzel, whatever it is. And so what the NFL does is they see a problem. They see the long lines and they say, okay, what we need to do is just add more hot pretzel days. Like we just need to make like two or three more. And all that does is stall productivity for three or four more office days because the same amount of people are going to show up to have the hot pretzel and you know but what we should be doing is we should be adding a bigger oven we should have more people making the hot pretzels right we should be uh we should be tinkering with that end of it and so the rooney rule was updated this off season now they're saying okay well now every team has to have a minority offensive assistant you have to have a minority offensive assistant it's like okay you know but I, I, either a lot of these people in the NFL have never been to high school or had a very different high school experience than a lot of people. But th this is what coaching is like, right? It is like walking into the cafeteria in high school. Who are you friends with? Who are your, who was your brother friends with? Who do your parents hang out with? You know? And if you're this outlier minority assistant coach, you know, it's so much harder to just like break in there, assimilate rise uh you know climb the political ladder and then get to where you want to go and i you know to your point it's like you need the allies in the positions of hiring power uh general manager and upward instead of you know just being there you know like there's there's kind of from the rootsy stuff here that the NFL just doesn't seem interested in tackling. They never have. And by the way, kudos to you. I was wondering where that was going. I didn't know if you were going to be able to land the plane, but we, we all arrived safely. We're at, <laughs> we're, we're we're at nervous the terminal, for a second, yeah. and, and we've made it. No crashes on, on your airline. Um, yeah, look, this is we know this about the NFL, right? I mean, like you can see it every time Roger Goodell is asked questions and put and, you know, his feet are put to the fire and he just sort of obfuscates and word salads at you and then they move on, right? I mean, that's what they do. That's, look, the part of the reason why they're not interested in interrogating the system that they built, and I'm talking about the owners, is because one, they built that system and it benefits them. And two, they're making a ton of money. If, mm -hmm. if, there, was a, if there was some sort of pushback by people who consume football and we are those people and there's a lot of us, right? America loves football. Then maybe they might be willing to look at it, but also then, and this is also something that I've talked to black journalists and black fans and black coaches and black players about why is that onus on them? Right? Like where we go, Oh, well, I'm yeah. not going to watch football because you know, there's not these opportunities. Well, people like football, uh, 
they want these opportunities, right? Like, so it's, it's one of those situations where there's no incentive for them to investigate and interrogate the system that they put in place because they're making a lot of money. And it also shouldn't fall to, you know, the black coaches, black players, black journalists to fix a system that they didn't create, right? Like this is something that we talked about with Brian Flores, Brian Flores, bless his heart, stood up and said, this is messed up and this is broken and this is wrong and we need to address it, but it shouldn't fall on just Brian Flores. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the things that was difficult about writing about the Brian Flores situation, you know, I reached out to some people who are kind of, you know, the power players in the coaching industry. And I said, what can we do to stop sham Rooney rule interviews? And, you know, the prevailing thought was like head coaches of color or coaches of prospective head coaches of color need to stop going on these interviews. And I was like, man, like that's where we're at, right? where the only way that anyone sees to theoretically stop sham Rooney Rule interviews is for coaches to give up the chance to interview for head coaching jobs and essentially like log jam the system. Like that is the number one idea out there right now for pe- very smart people who are like, hey, we want to fix this too. But but that's like that's so incredibly screwed up. And why should it fall Isn't it? on yeah. like a black candidate to stand exactly. up and say, oh, I'm not going to take this interview that might probably won't because generally historically we've seen that it doesn't might, though, result in me getting a job. So there's a, a journalist that I, I think is absolutely incredible. His name is Damon Young. He's written a, for a bunch of different places. He, he now has a column for The Washington Post, and he just recently started a podcast for Crooked Media. And uh, he's a black journalist. And he was just talking about it's a it's a Crooked Media production, but it's a Spotify exclusive. And around the whole Joe Rogan thing where he was uh, like they took down Spotify, took down all of the episodes where he said the N word uh, and just like a bunch of racist, abhorrent things. There was a discussion about whether or not uh, podcasters of color should be on the Spotify platform. And Damon had a really smart column in the Washington Post about this where he was like, look, I get why some people of color, podcasters of color have decided I don't want to be on Spotify's platform. But why does it have to fall on me? Like, I'm over here right. doing my own thing. I've got an opportunity and I've got money coming in. And this jackal, this, you know, idiot, Joe Rogan is over there doing his dumb thing. Why do I have to hurt myself because he did something dumb? It shouldn't have to fall right. on me. And I think that that's yeah. that, you know, you play that out in the NFL. Why should it have to fall on candidates of color? who get increasingly or decreasingly few opportunities to fix a system that they didn't break in the first place. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Uh There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, so we look at the landscape now and, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me. One of the things that I wrote last night when I was writing about Arians is that in the end, you know, walking away, he's one of the few people who you see coaches and I've covered coaches towards the end of their career. Right. And there's such a legacy focus, right? There's such a, how am I going to be remembered? You know, what, what is it going to look like when the NFL network does the football life? Right. You know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And with Bruce Arians, you know, he's already gotten the football life, I guess. He's already gotten the Lombardi Trophy. But to leave the NFL at least slightly better than you found it, I think, is such a credit to him. But also, it's a responsibility that, like, tenured Mm -hmm. white coaches have. Like, you guys have been so lucky for so long. And and there's obviously some hard work. There's a ton of hard work that goes into it. But... There is there is a responsibility. And if nobody else takes this mantle up, then, you know, people always complain. I want politics out of my sports. I want politics out of my sports. Well, if you want politics out of your sports, start treating people fairly. You know, and I think Bruce Arians did that with uh, with that maneuver. I mean, you because he's absolutely right. I mean, let's play out next season where. Okay, either the Buccaneers are just, you know, Tom Brady turns out to be 45. You know, he's just an older guy and, you know, starts slowing down. Uh, or if he gets hurt because they've lost some offensive linemen and they're going to fail to protect him. Or, uh, you know, he forces his way out and he works with another coach that he's always wanted to work with for his year 46 and 47 seasons. What happens to Todd Bowles after that? And so I think that this, at least in the right now, gives a 
head coach of color an opportunity unlike we've ever seen a head coach of color get. I mean, you could argue Tony Dungy being, uh, you know, getting hired in Indianapolis was gigantic in that regard, but Peyton Manning wasn't Peyton Manning back then either. So it's a really, um, you know, if you're a tenured head coach and you're at the end or tail end of your career, you know, you have to be thinking this way. I think this is one of the things that we should all be taking away from this. Like you have to leave the game healthier and better than when you found it. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I'm not overly optimistic about that. (laughs) Uh, You know, like just because history has shown us that that hasn't been the case. I mean, this is sort of an isolated incident of a guy who, uh, yeah, you know, and like we keep saying full marks to Bruce Arians and like this is his legacy and whatever. And that's great. It should be. Um, But it's also like so deeply screwed up that we have to be like, man, how about that white guy? Yeah. You know, that white guy is okay. Like, yeah, what are we even talking about here? I mean, like, that's that's really when we need to take a step back and go, man, like and, you know, we're all again, we're all part of the problem. Right. I I am a consumer of the NFL. I have covered it for a very long time. I have uh, up until, you know, the last few years, not probably done a, a good enough job being critical of this conversation, right? Most of the time, we're just talking about football. Oh, man, how about that team? Uh, and mm-hmm. again, so here we are talking about Bruce Arians, who's riding off into the sunset, and we're like, yeah, you know, like he empowered some black people, and I'm glad that he has. But the ultimate takeaway is, like, not enough people have, and it's really a sad, like, a sad thing that we have to go, oh, there's this one guy who has. True. It's very true. I mean, you know, it's another um, it's another opportunity for all of us in the in the batting cages to kind of adjust our form here and uh, and adjust our swing when it comes to this kind of stuff when we're writing about it and to kind of broaden the lens and make sure that we're kind of taking in all those perspectives because, you know, you're right. I mean, it's on all of us in in a lot of ways. But, you know, uh, I don't know. What do you think? happens with to close it out john the buccaneers now tom brady is back todd bowles to me was you know his first year with the jets was 10 and 6 he was a game out of the playoffs with ryan fitzpatrick i think he's a really good head coach do you think that this team is good enough to just walk right back into the super bowl conversation oh god um the Super Bowl conversation and the Tom Brady conversation is the kind of conversation that like just I want to go lay down on the floor, you know, where I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. It's just the the arrested development meme with uh, Michael Sarah where he just like falls down <laughs> when he comes into the house. That's how I feel about it. Uh, but to Todd Bowles, to the point about Todd Bowles and like him being able to step in and being a good head coach. Yes, that part. Like no I having interacted with him in a limited capacity when he was the D.C. in Philly. I love Todd Bowles. Like he's he's a good dude. He's one. You know what? I, for me, in my professional capacity, I ask very little of athletes or coaches beyond just like mutual professionalism. Like, ask a question, get an answer. You're doing a job. I'm yeah. doing a job. That's all I need. Yeah. And like, there's some guys <laughs> who don't do that because like they disdain the media or they have like they look down at fans or whatever. And like, you know, we're the head coaches and we have the all the answers. That's not Todd Bowles. He's like a normal human being that you can have a conversation with. So to that end, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, the Tom Brady component, I wish him less 
than the best. Like I've had, I've had enough of Tom Brady. I have had enough of Tom Brady, but I think if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady were to help Todd Bowles win a Super Bowl and in some way, shape, or form create the kind of hotbed in Tampa Bay of coaches that allows Byron Leftwich, maybe Harold Goodwin, who's the uh, uh, AHC there, the assistant head coach, uh, and has interviewed for jobs before too. If if he helps create the same kind of hotbed that he created in New England, or at least the awareness of why was New England such a hotbed and this isn't when it's the same exact situation, mm-hmm. you know, I think if he helps move that conversation forward in any way, shape, or form, I will rescind my momentary uh, neutrality on on Tom Brady, and I will say, you know what, go go Tom Brady. I will say there is. Uh, you know, we've discussed this though. There is that age component where I'm like, mm-hmm. Tom Brady and I are the same age, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I get out of bed and I'm like, like I'm, I'm ouchy, right? Like, I'm achy, <laughs> and he's out there just like getting run over by like giant men uh, and still doing it. Uh, like that, that part is kind of impressive. But in the scenario that you just outlined, where they win a Super Bowl and everybody is like uh, offered jobs what you said earlier, none of them are going to want to leave because Tampa is evidently the Paris of Florida. Uh, it is right. So who would want to leave it's, Tampa? It's the New Jersey of the South. <laughs> you know, it's where everybody, it's everybody wants to be. It's I true. would, you know what, to, to close the point on Tom Brady's age and, and to close a very fun episode uh, with, with John mm-hmm. and without Gary, yeah, I, who's never coming and without back. Gary who, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'll have to, uh, to take a look at his contract, but, um, <laughs> it, at some point that's going to stop too, right? Like, I mean, I am, I'm 33 and. Is that right? You're only 33? 30, 33. Yeah. Oh, so, man, this I, is yeah. depressing. Go ahead. Everybody's younger than me. God. I also don't look like, I look like I'm like, I'm like a hard 40, 42, <laughs> you know? Um, our, one of our editors. That guy's once, lived a life. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I started at SI, I remember I was like 20, I, I, I was like 28 Right. And uh, our features czar, Adam Dewerson, was like, you're what, 38, 39? And uh, I was like, oh, God, if I do, I, you know, really look that bad. Um, But uh, yeah, like I'm, you know, there are some days where the lower back locks up. um, And I'm just, I can't imagine there's anything that I could throw into my diet at this point, any number of pliability exercises that's going to make this okay. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I have the book. I have the TB12 book. Maybe it's time to dig in here. Your yeah. friend and mine uh, from the Around the NFL podcast, Mark Sessler, didn't he try some of that for a while? I feel like that's a very Sessler thing I mean, to Mark, do, where he'd like cut out nightshades Mark and just looks eat better avocados. every time I see him. Yeah. He, yes. I mean, Mark looks phenomenal every time I see him. Well, I mean, you're only 33, so uh, sky's the limit, buddy. I mean, this is, this is your Jesus year. No. You're going to get past that over the hump and then, you know. Off you go. It's amazing. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Um, awesome. Th- thank you so much, John, for coming. SI Weekly is phenomenal, and not just because I'm on it from time to time. Yes. Uh, the the production is out of this world. The guests are out of this world. A real, true, sort of legit news magazine uh, show in your inbox, in your podcast folder. Do you call them podcast folders? I, what the I don't know what that is, days? but on I, your I, apps. Yeah, I, I do like you plugging it, and it's available every Wednesday wherever you get your podcast. Please listen and subscribe. We are very proud of the show, uh, and especially this week's episode with one Connor Orr, who, uh, man, 
I, I, I will never be able to do this episode uh, and that segment justice. You have to go listen to Connor as you have never heard him before because it's outstanding. That's right. Um, the MMQB podcast is just me, Connor Orr. Nobody else. <laughs> just kidding. And Gary Grambling. We are produced uh, regularly by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer podcast is Scott Brody. And our senior podcast producer and today's producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Maravik is the emeritus editor of the MMQB Super Bowl champion. Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts. And once you do, leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.